Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Person of Interest, a special segment from the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. I am Ed. Tonight, I am going to talk to you about a brave specialist named Clarence Eugene Sasser, who was born in September 1947 in Chenango, Texas, and he served in the United States Army. We're going to talk about his actions in the Den Tuong Province, Republic of Vietnam, on 10 January 1968. But this one is special tonight. So tonight, I actually have pulled some information, and we have some of uh, the accounts of the action in Specialist Sasser's own words from an interview that was conducted um, with him. So he talks about his first combat experience, and his first combat experience you know, in Vietnam, they're moving at night. So guess what his first combat experience is? Fracticide. They're moving out night, they're outside their base, um, and... Things got jumbled up and confused, and his own base camp starts lobbing mortar fire in on him. Now, Specialist Sasser is a medic, and he ends up treating guys who get wounded pretty seriously by their own mortar rounds, right? So this is his first experience, Vietnam, you know, and he's raised in a small town in Texas, and he talks about how he was sheltered, and he really wasn't ready, or he didn't understand certain things, and then here he goes to war, Vietnam scares him, and then this is his, uh, you know, his first real experience. And then he goes on, and the interviewer asks him uh, to tell him about his actions, which earned him the Congressional Medal of Honor, the nation's highest award for valor. And this is what Clarence Sasser says. The battle started, uh, in my mind, even now, back then I thought, On shaky ground. We had been in battles and combat and all of that. And we were scheduled as a backup force. Which meant we we set up camp. Uh, We have an easy mission this trip, you know. We're not beating the bushes. We are stationed there. All you have to do is put out your perimeter and your guards. And run a few patrols at night. And what? And we were scheduled for that. We were two days into that, enjoying it too, man. They last. When our company commander got a call and gave order from the battalion commander, gave orders for us to go to this area and check out uh, some movement. He has seen from his helicopter. So we did. We're loaded up on board. We called them slicks. They were Hueys, Huey helicopter gunship troop carriers. They had door gunners, door gunners on each side. And we were loaded up on the helicopters and taken to this area. We went into the rice paddy and the movement was in, had been seen in the tree line surrounding this rice paddy. The only place you could get the helicopter in was in the rice paddy. So we go in, you know, I was on probably the third, fourth helicopter. We go in and the helicopters start taking fire, rockets up to a thoroughly bad situation. One of the helicopters got hit. And plunked down in the water. The water was probably thigh deep. 
with maybe knee-deep mud, uh, close to knee-deep, calf-deep mud, let's say. Rice sticking up over uh, over it. Anyway, the helicopter's down. We have probably, I don't remember, 12, 14, more coming with the rest of the company. Company Able, we got off the helicopter. I got Grace getting off the helicopter in a leg and everything. And, of course, fire all around us. With the helicopter down, and it was, uh, and it was, wasn't any choice. We had to go in. So we were dumped in the rice paddy. I say dumped. That's essentially what it was. We were offloaded in the rice paddy. We never made the tree line until dark had fallen. And we went in probably 10, 10, 15 that morning. And we spent the whole day in the rice. We spent the whole day in the rice paddy. Terrible. People getting killed. And, you know, we were company strength with each platoon had a medic. Of course, yeah. I knew the other three medics and all that, and we were still, you know, pretty good. We had pretty good bond as medics because you were docked. A lot of times when you're out on missions and we were resupplied with sea rations, which the food we had, soon as they busted open a box, the medic got his choice. In return for that, you had uh, to go help him. So th there's the influence of your combat medic. You know, food arrives and they're so important that they immediately get, you know, choice, right? They get choice of the meals. That's a big deal. If you haven't had some of these meals, getting the first choice, that's like, that's really a big, big deal. Um, in return for that, you know, you had to help, you had to help him. <clears throat> and everything, fair game. So at any rate, the mortars were coming in. Snipers were all around us. Guys were yelling, "Dop, dop!" And of course, at this point, there's no semblance of platoon-like unity. Everything was the company, just the entire company. I guess to make a long story short, I was the only medic that lived. I saw one of them take a direct hit from a mortar. Tough. But as I said, I had gotten grazed to the leg getting off the helicopter, which was, again, probably lucky and everything. And I picked up another injury when I, almost, when I was almost hit with a mortar round. That almost just totally sprayed my back, which was probably something that I engineered because I heard it coming and turned my back to it and everything. So it burst probably three, four feet away from me. And by virtue of my lying down, remember, we're still in the rice paddy. The dampening of the shell fragments that the water, of course, does sort of help, helped a lot and everything. But it did get sprayed all over the back and the shell fragments are something I'll never forget how they feel. You know, it's almost no pain. The pain sets in later. The initial shock is what you experience. And the searing, and the searing, of course, that causes the shell fragments are hot. Man, you can hear them all day. Boy, they come in, boom! And then you hear a When it's just shooting into water and when it hits the water, you hear it sizzle, man. So I got... Unless it hit a nerve or blood vessel, it's more aggravating than anything, you know. It numbs you. It numbs the spot. It ca it cauterizes the wound. Where there's no, no uh, not so much bleeding. It's just, I had learned early the best way to get around was to just grab rice and drag yourself around. It was a lot quicker uh, than you could move if you were standing up because of the mud, the water and the mud. It was it, just easier. It's the only way to get around and still half protect yourself because if you stood up, the snipers were, uh, were getting you. 
they were they were they would get you especially they see your bag they know that you're a medic you know you kill a medic a lot of people probably would die it was it was the rationale so anyway here i am just pulling myself around and everything and going uh to guys doing the best i can i could anyways doing the best i could that's all uh anyone could ask it was tough it wasn't so much the enemy activity man it was laying there listening to your guys call for their mama and you can't do anything it's tough it wasn't so much enemy activity or shots or anything of that nature it was was just listening to him beg all night and then you wouldn't hear him anymore you you know he died it was tough it's the toughest thing i've ever done it's tough it's it's tough as as night i want to say the toughest night in the history of man but i'm sure other people have nights worse but that doesn't make it any easier i mean you lay uh, we lay there that night. We lay there that night. All you could hear was guys moaning, calling their mama, help me. There's nothing I could do. Somebody had been hurt again, had been probably true to my probably true to my parents' uh, thoughts, had the a bullet bounce off my head and everything. So probably true to their thoughts about being hard-headed and all that, but it was just tough. So you, you can hear, this is like a first-hand account, and I kind of read it the way the interview went to give it that extra thing, but, I mean, he's a medic, and, and, and so he actually does get up and run. He, there's accounts of him running, uh, and it's in his citation. He got up, so there's sniper fire. They're in this rice paddy. There's mud, and this guy is running, and, and you know, it, here he is in Vietnam, and one of the things that really stood out to me as I, as I did some research on Special Assassin too is so some big influences for him was his father. His father was a World War II veteran. His father had fought. He had he understood uh, you know the military a little bit. He he understood what he was getting himself into. Uh, he says that he read a lot about history and wars, so he he knew what the military was. But yet, he still chose to follow that uh, that path. And then when he's asked about, like, his heroes, you know, or influencers, his high school principal, who ta also taught his mother, he says, and he was a well-known person in the community, would be one of his influencers. And, you know, when we do our regular interviews, we always ask some influencers. So that was one. Um, and then he also says some of his early influences were also his father for being a World War II veteran, and then his stepfather for being a family man and raising them. And, and he says that, you know, he raised Sasser and his siblings to pretty much be um, essentially self-supportive. So these are the influences these people had on this guy. And then now you got, you know, Sasser's there. He grew up in the 50s. He grew up, you know, uh, during the civil rights movement. He's African-American. And uh, that's why I wanted to highlight him during you know, Black History Month, because I never heard of, I never heard of Clarence Sasser before now, and again, I get it, there's more than 3,000 Medal of Honor winners, so you're not going to hear of all the Medal of Honor winners, you know, that there's been, uh, but it's important to get these messages out to people, 
and, and, and let their presence be known. And maybe, you know, you hear this and you're like, wow, that's interesting. And you go do some more research and you find a book. And of course, uh, CM, CMOH.org, Congressional Medal of Honor Society.org has all their citations. And it tells you like when they were issued, things of that nature, so that you can have a better understanding of who these folks were. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read you the citation for uh, Clarence Eugene Sasser, Specialist 5th Class, U.S. Army, Headquarters Company, 60th Infantry, 9th Infantry Division, issued on March 7th, 1969. For conspicuous gallantry, intrepidity, and action at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, Spec 5 Sasser distinguished himself while assigned to headquarters of headquarters company 3rd Battalion. He was serving as a medic, a, a medical A-man with company Able 3rd Battalion on a reconnaissance in force operation. His company was making an air assault when suddenly it was taken under heavy small arms, recoilless rifle, machine gun, and rocket fire from well-fortified enemy positions on three sides of the landing zone, or LZ. During the first few minutes, over 30 casualties were sustained. Without hesitation, Specialist 5, Sasser ran across an open rice paddy through a hail of fire to assist the wounded. After helping one man to safety, was painfully wounded in the left shoulder by fragments of an exploding rocket. Refusing medical attention, he ran through a barrage of rocket and automatic weapons fire to aid casualties of the initial attack and... After giving them urgently needed treatment, continue to search for other wounded. Despite two additional wounds immobilizing his legs, he dragged himself through the mud toward another soldier 100 meters away. Although in agonizing pain and faint from blood loss, Specialist 5 Sasser reached a man, treated him, and proceeded on to encourage another group of soldiers to crawl 200 meters to relative safety. There, he attended their wounds for five hours until they were evacuated. Specialist 5 Sasser's extraordinary heroism is in keeping with the highest tradition of the military service and reflects great credit upon himself and the United States Army. He was presented the Medal of Honor by President Richard Nixon at the White House on March 7, 1969. After this event it took him several months of rehabilitation in japan before sasser could use his legs again while recovering he was called in the hospital commander's office and that's when he was actually told uh, that he was going to be awarded the medal of honor uh, for his actions this is a great story right this is a great story i want you to think about a hundred meters he's dragging himself because his legs are immobilized from wounds He's got shrapnel that has burned his back, which he actually reaches back. He grabs the shrapnel and he removes it himself. And one of the other medics signals to him if he needs, you know, that he's going to give him aid. And Sasser waves off the medic and continues to treat his fallen comrades um, in the area of Ding Tong, uh, in, in the area of the Ding Tong province. All right. This is this is here not just heroism, but it's an influence because, like he says here, 
he gets another group of soldiers to crawl 200 meters to relative safety. Encourage, influence, lead. All right, these are synonyms. These are synonyms for what we talk about on this podcast. He fought and he had the self-awareness of where he was and what he needed to accomplish. He was able to regulate himself. So now we're talking about our emotional intelligence and he was received the medal of honor for his bravery. But where's the influence at for him? Well, his stepfather, who was a man and raised the family, his father, who was a World War II veteran and fought in World War II bravely. All right. His principal, who also taught his mother, these are influences in his life. These are the influences that created a Congressional Medal of Honor winner in Specialist 5, Clarence Sasser. This has uh, been, it's been interesting. I really enjoyed this story. I, I like all these stories. You, you already know. If you listen to the show regularly, you know I like these stories. I enjoyed this story. Uh, because he's a medic, right? He's not out there to, to stack bodies. He's out there to save bodies. And he was determined to do it despite the odds. So this has been the Instinctive Influencers Person of Interest. And it is Specialist 5, Clarence Sasser. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it's, you know, you probably miss Brian. I know. But Brian's going to be doing some of these as well. If you want to check out the show, uh, and get additional information. You can check us out on instinctiveinfluencers.com. You can look for the closed Facebook group on 101 Influence on Facebook. Like the page, share the page. We're also we also have a presence on Instagram, Twitter, as well as LinkedIn, Instinctive Influencers, and then we also have our individual accounts uh, as well. <clears throat> Sorry, we also have our individual accounts. Um, for, for the social media platform. So go there. But most importantly, support the show. Go to whatever uh, whatever way you listen to your podcast, whether it be Spotify or Google Play or iTunes. Go there. Download the show. Listen to the show. Comment and review the show. Give us uh, whatever stars we deserve. Give us our critiques. Be honest and fair. What did you like? And if you didn't like something, let us know. It's the only way we're going to figure this out. And the other thing is I encourage you to participate. Don't don't worry that maybe what you say somebody else won't agree with. That's what happens, okay? But we can learn from each other. And as you know, that's super important is to continue to learn and to grow as, a, as people as we get older. Lifelong learning. Lifelong learning. It's a key. So this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast presents instinctive influencers persons of interest until next time i am ed thank you for listening